The blast from our past network. Hot ride? Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode after episode after episode after episode back to back to back because we're super fans. We love it and you love it. And we're bringing you some love, some Seinfeld love. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And this episode, we have got season three, episode 16. It's entitled The Fix Up. And it aired on February 5th, 1992. Corey, my man, could you give us the synopsis? Yeah, man. February 5th, 10 days before my birthday. That was uh... No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good one. <laughs> oh, that's why I love you, man. <laughs> All right. The Fix Up. Jerry and Elaine set George up with Elaine's friend, Cynthia. They hit it off, but George is horrified to discover that Kramer has given him a defective condom. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. All right, let's learn more about it as we break down scene by scene. And per usual, we start up with a stand-up. This one about orchestra. <laughs> orchestra conductors. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is this is something. So uh, Jerry goes off on what is the importance of a conductor. First off, I was like, is he talking about train conductor? And he was like, no. yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. But then it goes in the so, other yeah, direction. I thought, I thought he was going to go to a whole thing about like they're on the tracks. What do you have to drive? You know, you're not steering anything. What's the deal with train conductors? But. <laughs> He totally went another way. So all conductors are just useless, I think. <sighs> Buddy, I think actually the the, the stand-up you just delivered is better than this <laughs> one right here, truly. <laughs> but he ta- he talks about um, you know orchestra conductors. He's like, what's what's the purpose of them? And he's like, I, I can understand the need at the beginning to kind of uh, get the, everyone to sort of start and everything. But like while everything's going, what's the point? It's not like the cellist like looks up and says, what am I supposed to be doing? And he's like, do it like this and makes the conductor arm motions and and everything and uh i think younger me thought that that was funny but now that i Mm -hmm. know and understand and i'm sure you do what an orchestra conductor actually does i'm like oh no it's very necessary and your brother is a musician so i I do assume you know what an orchestra conductor does can you explain it to our listening audiences uh and i was in band thank you very much we're yeah high school band and marching band and all the stuff uh i mean you know they are the director of everything you know they 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 don't help keep the time i mean they kind of keep the time of what's going on but also you know you 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 go to percussion for that um because you're honestly going to be paying attention but they they give all the cues and you really do pay attention um you know they give cues about when you have to do a crescendo when you have to you know you know make things louder like they set you know uh, what they want as like the volumes like they give they're giving all the directions um, and it is very important. Aren't they almost like a mixer right there on the spot where they're telling yeah. some people to be louder? You know, like they're actually mixing yes. it live for you. So once you actually understand all that, you're like, oh, that joke was stupid <laughs> that that Jerry yeah. just told. Now, granted, I thought your joke about uh, a conductor on a train is hilarious. <laughs> but then <laughs> once you. someone who actually understands what a train conductor does says, oh, guys, yeah. this is what they do. I'd be like, oh, well, then, OK, you're right. That's not so yeah, much. It's not too. funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, for a non-music person, I guess it's funny, but you know, I grew up around music all the time, so I, I think it's important. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, all right, we are at a restaurant, and George is there with Jerry. He's worried about, you know, that he's not going to meet someone simultaneously Elaine's that dinner with a friend of hers uh, who's kind of worried about the same stuff. Uh, that actress who's playing Cynthia um, is, oh, God, I don't even remember her the, name. Janice. Was, well, her name, yes, she's oh. Janice from Friends. <laughs> Everyone knows that. But I can't remember her, her actress name. It's like Maggie something. Oh, right, right, right. I've actually never Isn't, seen her on anything else but this and Friends. Yeah, that's what she's best well known for is, you know, the Janice, oh my god, Chandler <laughs> Bing. I, I mean, I can't do it. That was a little too they were gross New York-y, but that's that's kind of her famous thing, which is nice to hear that that's not her real voice because <laughs> yeah. she speaks pretty normally in this one. Yeah, she's not as, as nasally uh, uh, here. Yeah. Um, but bef- real quick, before uh, we go too, too far, did you notice <laughs> that at G- when George and Jerry are talking and the very, very first shot in between them is our old friend Norman Brenner, the Michael Richards stand-in? Oh, I did not notice him. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we've got you. Pay attention. <laughs> I mean, he was like dead center frame, like a, a uh, perfectly center. I thought that was funny. But yeah, that was uh, that was Norman Brenner. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we kind of go back and forth with their discussions. I do like where she, you know, it's talking about, oh, there's no good guys left. You know what she needs? She needs someone who has nothing, someone who's desperate, you know, complete failure, basically, who is just going to appreciate having her. And good humor. We cut straight to George, you know, who's sloppily eating and he is a failure. We all know he's a failure. He's a biff. Uh, we're going to get, <laughs> we're going to get that some this episode. And I think even the next, um, which I, I love that kind of humor. That's that's perfect. Um, I do want to call out a line here where uh, Jan, not Janice, sorry, I think of her as Janice. Cynthia uh, tells Elaine to go uh, order her a piece of cake uh, that she's going to go throw up, and <laughs> it's it's funny. Obviously, it's it's kind of like a dark humor joke on bulimia, but it is kind of funny knowing a later episode down the line how so much of a big deal this is. The yeah. The, the, yeah, in a later episode, they they do a whole "I gotcha" kind of throw up thing or a bulimia thing, but here it's just kind of it's a throwaway joke. Yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously Elaine's uh, reaction was was horror, which was yeah. you know it was really funny. Um, I, I with uh, Jesus, I want to say Janice again, but uh, Cynthia, <laughs> I like the conversation that she was having with Elaine about her mom, you know, like just not shutting up about her getting married. Mm-hmm. And I loved she said, if I'm not married by the time I'm 40, I'm just gonna have to kill her to put her out of her misery. <laughs> Yeah. I just thought that was I just thought that was hilarious. I thought like her dark sort of take on it. I actually kind of liked yeah. the Cynthia character. I, I liked I thought she fit well with would would have have moving forward yes. fit well with the team because her her take is kind of dark and she's kind of morbid about things. And as a little side thing, I actually took the I'm going to go throw up. I it was I I took it as a as 50% um uh the mm. fact that yes bulimia that's how she was so thin and good looking but also like mm-hmm. 50% of like fuck my life like just fml basically you uh, know gotcha. yeah could be, could be a bit of that uh, I want to I want to discuss a little bit about that the mother joke um that to me is almost a little bit of a precursor a little you know anticipation 
towards George's mom. Um, you know, very overbearing, uh, you know, like a Jewish New York mom. Like that is, you get some of that with both Jerry and George's parents. But like, yeah, yeah that, that fits really well into the world of Seinfeld. So good yeah, call. I, I think, yeah, I think she would have made a, a good reoccurring character, actually. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. So Elaine and Jerry are at his place and they're just chatting about, you know, their nights with with their friends or whatnot. Um, and, you know, they kind of mentioned the conversations that Cynthia and George had, and they kind of gets the idea to them to fix them up together. And I mean, this, this conversation that we have coming up with George, with Jerry and Elaine is just, it's fantastic. The way that they get defensive towards each other uh, about their friends, about how George or Jerry's kind of defending George, you know, that oh, she's, he's not, she's not too good for him. Uh, you know, stuff like that and how they kind of go back and forth. Um, their great line that Elaine tells Jerry, oh, your your standards are too high. And he said, I went out with you. And then her retort is even great, where where she says, well, that's because my standards are too low. Uh, I That line is fantastic. What I dislike is the crowd's reaction. Uh, yeah. they, they have a ugh, – I, I am not liking it in this episode. Um, and I do want to call that out a couple times. But like they, they have like a, a whole crowd like, kind of thing which was just like whoa 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 stop that shit yeah that felt much more like a a friends sort of move Uh, honestly (laughs) bro the funny thing is my only note on this scene is quote unquote crazy audience interaction on the standards being too high and low joke like that was my note for this uh scene because it was it was jarring it was it was wild man i was like hey we don't usually get that and i always wonder is there a conductor like orchestrating the the oohs and the ahs, you know? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's well, you know what? That makes sense. How else did Jerry get that uh, you know, bit for his act? Uh, you know, he always has to tie in. This is how it actually how, how does that act? How does that tie in? Cuz most of the other ones do tie in. The conductor thing doesn't tie in at all. No, no, it doesn't actually. Yeah. So, yeah, good good call right there, buddy. That's that's, that's what it is then. Sure. It's a, it's a very <laughs> meta fourth wall break of a you know, stand up bit. Uh, all right. I do also want to mention that I love that the way they um, are like, you know, building up the other person as well. Like Elaine is talking about um, Cynthia's eyebrows, you know, that women kill for those eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, Jerry's telling about, you know, George, how how fast he is. He is quick. He is strong. He can lift 100 pounds over his head and you wouldn't you wouldn't know it to, to look at him. But he can bait a hook. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's hilarious. No, but I love that. That's what got Elaine to go. Really? Like she was yeah. actually like, "Oh, wow, that's actually kind of interesting." He's a he's a manly man, I guess. Yeah, and and they do a really good job in this episode of starting to, is to like pepper the jokes in or lay the foundation because the mm-hmm. eyebrows thing does come up as a punchline of, of sorts, you know, in the yes. next scene. So it's yeah, I, I, mean, I like al- what almost doing everything. There. Almost everything mentioned gets a little bit of a payback later. Yeah, which yeah. Is in some kind of joke form, which is great. Uh, so, all right, so they decide to to do the fix-up, and we cut to, you know, George is totally not up for it um, at first. I, great, great just humor where he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. He goes steps away off camera for, like, literally one second, comes back, okay, I'm up for it. You know, because he's desperate. He's, he's a... <laughs> He fails at all things women. Uh, and, you know, we see, we just get how superficial George is. You know, he's asking all these questions uh, about, you know, is she attractive? Uh, Jerry hesitates for a second. Oh, my God, you hesitated. Okay. Uh, you know, just all this stuff. I do like their back and forth. There, There is quick writing in this episode, you know, where they're just, there's a lot of fun, quick humor, not quite like Mark's brothers, you know, quick wit humor like that. Um, but... 
you know, just the way that he keeps asking these very fast paced questions and Jerry's like, you know, oh, no, no, she's she's very pretty or oh, yes, she's really very nice and good. You know, yeah. other little fun lines that I like. Um, and, and another one that I have to call out is like, is she smarter than me? She can't be smarter than me. How could she be smarter than you? Like <laughs> Jerry is so quick with his comebacks and what to say uh, that this this whole conversation is just um, it, it honestly, it kept me very engaged. Yes, 100% agree. And, and the sad yeah. thing is, I didn't even like take notes on it because I was just like, oh, yeah, ha, yeah. And I was just like <laughs> yeah. totally into it. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, dude, I think, you know, we do a pretty good job of, of disassociating ourselves and actually taking notes on these things. I totally got sucked in on this on this episode, like as a whole. I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know, man. It was it was fun. And and this scene in particular, I really enjoyed it because I also enjoy I've said it before. I like the fact that you can tell that Jerry and George have been friends basically since they were mm-hmm. in elementary school or whatever, high school, you know. And it just it feels great. Like, I love when Jerry does this. Ah, how could she be better than you? Yeah. You're the best. Yes. And it's funny because there's sometimes they're written, I think, as sarcasm. But I do actually believe that he's saying that to build his friend up because I do, you know, yeah. as much as they are assholes, they're not it's always sunny in Philadelphia assholes. No. They do care about each other. <laughs> yes. It's always sunny is, is the next level of, of Seinfeld. Yeah. These, these characters do, I think, care about each other. They're just emotionally stunted, you know? Mm-hmm. So when he says, how can she be smarter than you? I do think it comes from a place of building George up. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so we also see the other side of Cynthia. Sorry, I keep fucking hesitating. I'm hesitating because I keep <laughs> thinking Janice, fuck it, Janice. Um, that, you know, she's having a very similar conversation with Elaine. We get some funny bits about, okay, oh, he's fat. Oh, and he's bald. He's balding. <laughs> he will be bald. Um, and then also I love the cutback to George. Uh, just perfect, superficial George humor where he's scratching his fucking super bald head and he's asking, you know, how is her hair? Is it flowing? You know, it, it needs to be flowing. Hair is very important to me as he's just rubbing the last fragments of any kind of, you know, one thread of hair on his head anymore. And it's 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 perfectly done. I mean, and Jerry's reaction is great, too, as you're just seeing his eyes look up <laughs> at him scratching his head. <laughs> and I love it when Jerry has that that mild disgust like you know this is this does come right after him building his friend up and be like no she's not gonna be and he's like really like the look on his face is like do i need to lie about this too <laughs> like you moron mm-hmm. stop but mm-hmm. i mean dude man I, jason alexander's just he's so yeah. good at, at doing little things like that he doesn't draw attention to it too much like he's perfect he it, and it's self-deprecating yeah. and on on the actor's part you know and yeah. uh, i love that dude i was like dude go for it yeah. jason <laughs> <laughs> no, he did a great job. I mean, and the whole the whole thing about this entire scene and this back at scenes back and forth is it, it kind of contradicts um, the scenes that we saw earlier where they're both fairly desperate. You know, they have no one that they've been able to date. And so now that they have someone and they're like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm not sure. I mean, it kind of shows yeah, this is why you're fucking single because you're yeah. not willing to just give people a try, yeah. uh, which is all just it kind of fits well with George. Well, I also and I and I'm sure you're going to get to it, but I love how it ends on the uh, with with the, the punchline with the eyebrows, right? Where, uh, where yeah, 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 where Jerry's like, you know, but she's got great eyebrows, and just George yeah. just straight up looks at her, he's like, who cares about that? And I it just yes. it's great Which illustration of what matters to women versus what matters to men, or I should say, what I guess probably women think men care about versus what men actually care about. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, 
I think I think women think guys like bangs. I hate bangs. I I, I don't know a single guy who like loves bangs. I mean, I don't go. I don't think I. Ever well, I'm talking about like the, like the Zoe. Like, talking about like the Zoe Dachanel yeah. straight across yeah. the. I can't. I don't think it's attractive. But like so many women do it, and I think I think other women think it's attractive, but men don't like it all that much. That's they, just my theory. Well, I, I I would I would I would agree with you on that one, and I'd say that we do. I think guys do the same thing with beards. I don't think there are mm. a lot of women that actually <laughs> like big long beards. So like when dudes, like yeah. I had mine big and long for a while and and whatnot, and so does John. I think dude. And I, and I never got – I got so many compliments from other dudes just walking down the yeah. street and they'd be like, nice beard, bro. And, then, you know, it's just, and you could tell it was like actually <laughs> yeah. genuine. And I'm like, yeah. Fair you enough. Because you, you do it for the other guys. You do it for the other yeah. dudes. And I think that's when they – I think you're right. I think bangs are for other women. I think getting their nails done is for other women. I'm yeah. sure your wife will set us straight I on this one. don't give a fuck about nails. <laughs> I don't. The, only, the time that I notice nails is when they are long and fake and gross. Um, other than that, you know, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I do not care about <laughs> <Okay>. nails. <laughs> All right. Uh, rant aside. Uh, there's one other line I did want to call out in that, uh, George and Jerry discussion, uh, where, you know, he's asking if she is so sweet. Is she sweet? Is she too sweet? Cause that, that could make him throw up and Jerry's a uh, little retort. Oh, she likes to throw up, which is just kind of a funny, a little, you know, comeback on, on what we'd seen earlier. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Next day, uh, George apparently had a great conversation with her. Um, you know, he says uh, her voice is mellifluous. I had to look that up. Uh, like, is that real? Oh, it's what mellifluous. Is it? It's a real word, and it means sweet or musical, pleasant to the ear. Oh. Uh, so he he loves her, which is which is extremely funny. Saying that her voice is mellifluous, knowing that her voice is Janice's voice, which is known for being the exact opposite. Yes, yes. So, yeah. so that's, rewatching that's nice. it, knowing friends, that is even funnier. Yes. Um, so Elaine walks in, and you know she doesn't mention, or she says that Janice, did, whatever Cynthia Janice didn't mention the conversation, which freaks George off. George out obviously pisses him off because he is so goddamn insecure, and now he's like, uh, okay, fine, whatever. Um, you know, I'm not even gonna care about her anymore. But uh, here we get Kramer walking into the apartment, and oh. I'm gonna, you know, what? I'm gonna give this to you. Oh, buddy, I wrote <laughs> this down, and I know you heard it yep. too. We. Just like Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, it Woo. has begun. We got Woo. our first Woo. cheer. Yeah, yeah, Kramer. <laughs> and he didn't even he didn't even do like a crazy the sl- entrance. The he slide just walked in, in yeah. and he got full fucking cheer. I was like, yeah, I stood up and cheered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't, uh, but I was taking my notes meticul- meticulously. And, and I love it. He, he comes in, he gets a cheer, and he drops a Bob Sacramento bomb yes. right away. I was like, I was right like, he's away. on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We get full-on Kramer here. Uh, he brings a whole bag of these condoms because his friend Bob Sacramento, Bob Sacramento is now working at a condom factory, uh, and they do look very cheap. And kind of humorously, no one wants any. Uh, and George's like, well, I'll take one. <laughs> I love like, that's just okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then we get a stand-up about buying condoms. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Perfectly timed. <laughs> uh, he talks about, Jerry talks about, the problem with uh, with the condom is buying them. Um, he's like, we should have like a secret signal, Adam, with the druggist. 
I wrote mm-hmm. that down and I had to rewind it. I was like, is he like trying to say pharmacist? And he said he calls yeah, it a druggist. <laughs> Did you notice that? I didn't I didn't know. I didn't notice it at all. Okay. Okay. So anyways, yeah. So he, he says uh, uh, you have to have a secret signal with the druggist that you should just, you know, go into the counter, give him a nod, you open up the bag and they put it in. And you sort of like walk away and, and that's it. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's relatable. I like that one. But I got totally derailed by the druggist thing. Like the yeah. flow of it got destroyed <laughs> yeah. for me. I was like, is that just a term that I've never, I've never heard that before in my life? No. Uh, when I was in college, you know, and, and such, like when I was a younger man, I probably cared about that. I probably felt awkward buying condoms. But after a certain period, you stop feeling awkward and you just buy them. And it's like, OK, no big deal. I'm buying condoms. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, I, I, you, you grow it's a out declaration of it. that I'm getting laid. Why would I, why would I yeah. be awkward by that? I mean, but you're also talking to a guy that walks around with all of his windows open in his underwear because it's my fucking apartment. Don't look in. And uh, I'll just <laughs> – dude, you have no idea what I'll do with the windows open. I don't give a rat's ass. So, yeah, I've never had uh, a problem in my adult life buying condoms. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe when I was 19 or 18, I was like, oh, yeah. God, this is weird. You know, but no, <laughs> fuck that. I'm getting okay. laid. Give me those condoms. I'll take them. <laughs> All right. So we cut to a split screen, uh, which we don't get split screen split screens too often in this show. I thought that was just kind of interesting how they had that. But they have a, a conversation with uh, Jerry and Elaine. Um, and they're also now they all get calls from George and Janice. And, um, you know, George tells Jerry uh you know, that he has a secret form, and I love he brings up the vault. He's, you got to put it in the yep. vault, uh, which is a reoccurring thing that they, they do probably throughout the entire series, talking about the vault and eventually, you know, keys to the vault and stuff like that. Of, <laughs> this is where you keep your secrets. But so I love that they, they keep that going. Or I, I don't remember if they mentioned the vault before this. Um, yeah, I, I maybe. feel like it might have been mentioned once, but yeah, I'm, I'm with maybe. you, dude. I, I like these reoccurring like slogans and phrases and it just that's, yeah honestly like you know side tangent here we go here we go side tangent this is what i love about this show is all these reoccurring little things that they say to each other that's what makes it feel real to me because every mm-hmm. friend group has that you all have these little uh you know secret codes i mean obviously it's not a secret code you can tell what they're talking about but we always everyone has these shorthands for different things and it's yep. it's unique to every friendship and you know even they do it in friends too but i just felt like in this one they kind of they layered them in deeper and maybe it's because you only have four characters to really show all the time versus like six or so um you Mm -hmm. have you can spend more time with them but that's what makes me love seinfeld is these things kind of hold truth for the entire series you know the vault i love that shit man yeah um i also love the fact that george has a justice league poster right over his bed and he just (laughs) got done having sex with a 30 year old adult woman in his uh in his comic book inspired bedroom which i thought was hilarious that is humor. I didn't notice the Justice League. I, I couldn't get past him, the way he was laying down in his robe. Like, he just looked ridiculous. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did, actually. He looked, yeah. He looked kind of like the, 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 you know, the painting or the picture, you know, of him. But it's, yeah. like, at a different angle. It's, like, going upwards mm-hmm. versus, like, straight on. Yeah, it is kind of strange. Um, but anyway, he, he lets Jerry know that he had sex, and we get this woo from the crowd, which really annoyed me, very similar yeah. to the other crowd reactions. It was just like, ugh, okay, I don't need, this is not what I come to Seinfeld for. No. Um, uh, we also hear Cynthia's side. Apparently they had sex in the kitchen because it's the most sociable room in the <laughs> apartment, which is 
that is so George. It's so weird. That guy is, he's so insecure about everything. I know. <laughs> I don't even I know. know why he would do that. Well, but it's funny. She, so, but then she said, she, uh, I think um, Elaine says, like, how was it? She was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. My head was on a hot pan the whole time. I was like, was he fucking her doggy style? Was, like, her head, like, on the, God. or was, like, she I didn't, laying, I didn't think about that at all. Or was she laying on the counter and, like, you know what I mean? But then he wouldn't be tall enough to do her missionary style on the counter. I, I think you are thinking way too much about the specific positions. Uh, well, <laughs> right now, as as I expressed to you offline a bit more vulgarly, I have a little <laughs> bit of a crush on Janice, and <laughs> and so I, I've uh, been just you know trying to figure out the logistics of this one so I can you know think about it more later. <laughs> Let's move on from that. <laughs> okay. Um, George doesn't hear back from her in this next scene. Uh, he's upset. You know, you know, he wishes uh, he doesn't understand why she's not calling him back. You know, he's a he's a you know, he talked to the common people. You know, he, he is a man of the people. You know, he's, he's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. And, you know, George, Jerry is like, OK, just go ahead and call her. And they, they're fighting over, you know, grabbing the phone to call her and he doesn't want her to. And then Kramer comes in and stops it. Great physical humor from Mike. Uh, I almost got a Mike Myers. Um, <laughs> you know, Michael Richards here. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this so. is a good one. I, I always like this part and later yeah. with the lane too. We'll get there. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. So, um, you know, he telling them, tell, tells them that the, uh, the condoms are defective and don't use them, uh, which is hilarious because we know that George has used it. Um, and so now, George is fighting with Kramer about these condoms. And so Jerry has to pull them apart. Uh, and it's all funny. And I, and you can, this is one of those moments where I could kind of see uh, Jerry Seinfeld almost breaking character. Cause he's, yeah. he's laughing and dude. And I've said it a million times before, but that's, that's, this is always what I've talked about. This is what I love. I love when Jerry Seinfeld, the actor tries to act mean and tough, but he has that no. smile on his face. Cause you can tell he's like trying not to laugh, dude. This is one of my favorite fucking things in Seinfeld for real. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we find out that uh, Cynthia calls Elaine and she apparently missed her period, um, you know, which we're going to think is because of the cheap condom or this is what Elaine thinks. And we cut to Jerry's apartment. And I love how we start off at Jerry's apartment. He's trying to twist off this like soda bottle. <laughs> He's going twist off, twist off. It's, it's <laughs> He's so over twist the top. Off. So, okay. <laughs> no lie. No bullshit. Anytime I can't get a top off of something, I do this exact thing. And in my head, I'm channeling this scene. And so I loved yeah. it because I didn't know it was in this episode. I was like, oh, this is the scene. I will still do. This is a twist off. Twist off. And I'll get, you know, all exaggerated a lot. And my wife just looks at me like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, it's Seinfeld. Twist off. And then I hand it to oh, yes. her and she just it just goes pop. And I'm like, God damn it. It's because she's got those man hands. Yes, and I and I actually have very girly hands that have never seen a day of manual labor in my life. No. So, uh, yeah, but I love that. That it is, it is very yes. relatable. It's a quick little just <laughs> random joke added in here. You don't need this because it's but kind it's of great. like you're you're in his moment. Like you, it's like the mm-hmm. camera just it's 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 almost reality TV esque because you're seeing something. You feel like you're seeing something that you're not supposed to be seeing. You're you're seeing Jerry vulnerable, and it's yeah. fucking hilarious. It's I it mean is. I know it's stupid, and it's just a stupid little scene, but it's one of my very favorite Jerry <laughs> moments in like all of Seinfeld. It says twist off, twist <laughs> off. I mean, we as an audience are relating to Elaine who walks in and just looks at him like. 
what the fuck are you doing? And I mean, us, we're, I mean, we're laughing at her. We're laughing at him. You know, we're laughing at that reaction and everything. It's, um, yeah, it's well done. Uh, and I, you know, so they start talking about, you know, just the whole relationship and, you know, how that's not going well or whatever. And there's a whole bunch of finger pointing and I love the finger pointing. I love, again, Kramer walks in, as you mentioned before, now he has to stop this fight. Love his line. And he pulls him apart. Don't you see that you're in love with each other? <laughs> Great. Now, what I really like about that humor right there is this is, I feel it's a play on the typical sitcom relationship where in most every other sitcom, they would be in love and they would at the season finale or series finale, or whatever, they would get married or some shit and they would, you know, they'd get back together on again, off again, on again, off again. And they played that a little bit early on, but that's not what Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld wanted. And they ultimately got their way, which is so much better for it. But the way, the reason that, you know, Kramer saying that here is just, to me, it's a play on, yeah, we're not going to do that shit. And you see it in their eyes when they kind of roll their eyes after he says it. And it's like, oh, that is so perfect. Almost like they they wrote this right after that season finale, season two finale, you mm-hmm. know, because they didn't want that, how it, it yeah. ended with them being together. So I, I almost feel like this was them, like, officially correcting it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so Kramer has these new condoms that the other ones were defective, um, which Elaine then tells them that uh, that uh, Janice myth- missed her period uh, and as George walks in. And we get one of the greatest reactionary moments from George of all of Seinfeld, in my opinion, um, where you expect him to freak the fuck out. And instead he says, I can't believe it. I'm a father. My boys can swim. I can do it. I can do it. He gets so excited. I mean, because that is like a, I don't know. I mean, it's a manly thing knowing that your boys can swim, (laughs) that you can create children. Uh, It's a funny, and him, him reacting that way seems so contradictory to where he normally freaks out about everything and how he is excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I liked it. And I, you know, honestly, I thought it was great. You know, and we don't, we've talked about it before. We don't like it when George wins, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean I don't want to see George happy. There, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, there's a difference there. And I don't ever want to see George just totally miserable, although that's where all of the humor comes from. But when he wins, that's when he's a real fucking asshole. But I don't want to deprive the man, the, the character from, from happiness completely. You know what I mean? Yep. I would agree. Uh, so we cut to a restaurant. Um, apparently, Cynthia isn't pregnant. Um, the she, they're on a double, kind of a double date where just Elaine and Cynthia uh, and George and Jerry, and we get a kind of a creepy little line of uh, oh, a great seat. It's the best seat in the house, right next to the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> I guess now she's thinking fondly of the kitchen. Ooh, apparently, George did a great thing and came over and was very supportive and stuff like that after finding out that she may be pregnant. Um, but uh, George, we can tell immediately he's fucking up his, any future with Cynthia because we see him eat and he is just a horrendous eater an and we kind of see a face from her. A fucking yeah, animal. animal. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we just, we just know inherently, all right, this is the end of that relationship. That's yeah. not going to happen. Cause she uh, gives that the, that's disgusted done. look or, or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's, it's sad too, because again, I felt like the the character actually had chemistry with with Jerry, and I know that like 
this isn't going to be the kind of show that that it is. But they, I almost felt like they all kind of actually had pretty decent chemistry for that nanosecond that all four of them were like on a double date. And I was like, oh, this could have mm-hmm. actually been something. But yeah, it's it's George. I mean, George ruins it because he eats like a fucking animal. And again, that's yep. that's the cautionary tale that is George Costanza, right? Yeah. Like you have to have some kind of you know self awareness, and you know it's just probably the, it's just the worst aspect of Larry David, right? So yeah. it's and it's and it, you know what, honestly, it probably helps that they had such good chemistry with with Cynthia. It, it goes to illustrate that yeah, this actually could have been a future that they could have had together um, if George didn't ruin it by being George, essentially. Yeah, very true. All right, and we end with a stand-up of setting people up. Yeah, yeah. So why do we fix people up? It's like a power trip. You feel like God. He says, uh, he's like, God was the first person to fix people up. He fixed up Adam and Eve. Uh, and he was like, ah, she's nice and free of their body. She's like, he's like, I think she went out with a snake at one point, but uh, that's over now. And I was like, ah, that's a, that's actually pretty funny. I was like, okay, that's that's a decent one. And honestly, overall, aside from the um, the conductor one at the beginning, which honestly wasn't like a bad joke, it just didn't no, really sort of bad. like pertain to anything. I thought, you know, actually, you know what? I take it back. I thought all three of the standups in this one were decent. I, I thought, I thought we've heard worse before. You know what I mean? And yeah, having all three yeah, of them, having all three of them be all three of them be decently decent. I was like, oh, good. That that was a good stand up episode. This is a decently decent episode. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. decently decent. <laughs> uh, all right. How about I start off with my general discussion and then you wrap us up. Um, this episode actually won an um, Emmy in 1992 for outstanding writing in a comedy series, uh, which I thought was pretty impressive. And, and going back and thinking about it, you know, there was a lot of quick writing, a lot of you know quick wit, and the pacing uh, was just fantastic because of that. Um, so I think that is well-deserved. And, you know, when I when I when this episode started, I totally remembered quite a bit about it. I didn't think it was was going to be as good as it actually was. It was I definitely enjoyed the pacing of it. Um, It moved quickly. Lots of funny bits. There were some moments I absolutely loved. Uh, There were some moments I didn't care for. I mean, obviously, the the audience audience participation, but that has little to do with the writing and a lot of that stuff. But I didn't care for that. Um, I do wish maybe they would have had even more so with the vomit thing, but maybe I'm just thinking too much about a later episode that they also bring that up. And I'm like, well, why did it freak him out there? It didn't freak them out here. I don't know. Um, so yeah, in general though, I think this is a solid episode, a little bit, you know, not their strongest, but I'd say definitely above average. And so I gave it 3.5 out of five defective condoms. <laughs> so. I always wait with bated breath to see what you're going to do as your rating <laughs> okay. rating system. And at this point, I've, you know, I'm not going to do my own. I just like to see what yours is. Yours is always my favorite. Um, okay. I, I'm dude, honestly, I, I thought we were going to have a little bit of a disparity between us. I thought you were going to like it a little bit more the way you're, what you're saying mm-hmm. about it. I feel exactly the same way as you. It's like, it's a little bit better than an average episode. Yeah. And I, I find yeah. it weird that they got an Emmy for this one because with the, the cross cutting that they did here and the layering of the mm-hmm. jokes, I think they've done it better in previous episodes this season. I uh, damn my stoner brain because I can't remember the exact episode, <laughs> but I know that we both got super, super excited about another episode mm. similar to this ilk where the joke was like very like two scenes going on back and forth, you know, yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. This episode is, is very fucking good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. 
every single minute of it. It has a lot of clipworthy stuff. It has a lot of stuff that I clearly latched onto, like Jerry trying to twist the top off. Um, but I felt that the sum of its parts weren't as great as yeah. each in, as some of each individual parts that were in it. And I, like I said, I think that that they did the cross cutting. I think they did the cross cutting uh, story stuff and, and jokes better in other episodes. Mm-hmm. That was very well put. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Yeah, but no, that's interesting. I find it interesting that we both landed on the exact same, uh, uh, you know, rating for this one. So yeah, that's, yeah, surprising. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, we got next episode's gonna be a big one. So let's. Uh, it's, yes. a, it's a long. Let's, one. let's wrap this one up. Yeah, this is this one's uh, has gone a little bit quick, but it's probably for the best because we've got a big ass long one next week. Uh, it's two parts into one. So for now, Corey, where can we find you out in the internets? Yeah, buddy. I am uh, always most active on Instagram. You guys can follow me at any point in time at Corey Nation, C-R-E-Y-N-A-T-I-E-R, whatever. Anyways, you know how to spell it. You're lucky I can spell my own name right. It's not like you said uh, mellifluous, okay? You know, Corey and Nation, they can figure that shit out. (laughs) Well, at first I was like, well, I should probably say how I spell my name. Then I was like, well, I should keep going with it. And then my brain was like, we weren't prepared for this. We weren't prepared to spell nation, you asshole. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and you can hear me uh, talk uh, every other week on Podcasting After Dark with our buddy Zach. And you can hear me talk every week about comic books with my friend Tess on Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. And Adam, where, my friend, can we find you out there in the world? Well, uh, the main podcast, other than Cartwright, uh, that you can hear me on is Blast From Our Past that I do with my brother. Corey joins us sometimes, so if you haven't, if you like our dynamic, go check out some of the episodes uh, that Corey has joined us on, which includes uh, Monster Squad, uh, RoboCop, RoboCop 2, uh, any of the sequels, that's usually the ones that Corey and I handle, but he's jumped on other episodes with us as well. Um, besides that, you can follow Blast Pass Cast on Instagram or our Facebook. Um, I, I'm probably most active on Instagram, but I really wish I was most active on Facebook because I feel Facebook elicits more conversation, which is really what I want to see happen more. So maybe I'll push more of that in the upcoming and just say fuck it to Instagram. Um, maybe, maybe not. It doesn't matter. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> I care about podcasting. And uh, if you guys want to listen to me do a guest spot, uh, you can learn a little bit more about me on the podcast Hey LaGrange, which is an interview that I did uh, with a guy who interviews different people on the small town that I live in uh, of LaGrange, Georgia. And so you can just learn a little bit more about me. And then my brother, John, and I are going to be on the 88 Mile an Hour podcast. If you love uh, nostalgia, check them out. They're fantastic. But we are going to do a guest spot, and we're going to talk about the movie um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey on that show. Nice. So uh, check us out on there. We're going to be recording it in about a week from now when we're recording this episode. But this episode will probably be out before... Just, just it's in the upcoming future. <laughs> I don't know when everything's coming out. I don't know how long they take to edit. Doesn't matter. Check out in the near future the 88 Mile an Hour podcast uh, for John and I to discuss Bill and Ted's bogus journey. 
Nice, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, and John's going to be on uh, Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. We are yeah. recording tomorrow morning. We are going to be talking about uh, Red Sonia, Queen of Plagues trade paperback. So uh, after we're done recording tonight, I still have to go finish reading it <laughs> for yeah. tomorrow morning. The, the way you feel about Janice, I think, is the way John feels about Red Sonia. So oh. you'll you'll have a fun discussion. Jeez. <laughs> uh, the, the way John feels about Red Sonia is the way I feel about Red Sonia. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, guys, we will catch you guys next week with the Beefy the Boyfriend episode. Hey, everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.